Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Hod Golan, the height of taste. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I also give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbat, Yom Tov, Pesach, small parties. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, I'm your gal. I hope that you'll tune in every week and listen to our show and uh, share my cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great food ideas and recipes each week. But I also want to hear from you. So you can reach me at Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. You can join my fan page on Facebook, The Aussie Gourmet. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, or you can join my newsletter on my website, theaussiegourmet.com. Um, so it's been a really crazy, exciting week. I just want to give a really big shout out to Yossi Bess from the Fish Plate in Cedarhurst, Long Island. They are my go-to restaurant, and I've had to go out to eat with my family for dinner quite a few times in the last four weeks while I've been busy cooking for Pesach. Um, he has provided us fresh, healthy uh, fish meals and, and at his restaurant, and we love it. And, you know, if you don't want to eat something so healthy like a grilled fish platter, you can order some fish and chips. It's fabulous. We've had a great time eating there. It's really great atmosphere, and I see it's getting busier and busier there. So it's really nice. Um, I'm very pleased for them, and my family loves it. And they have amazing lunch specials. So a few times we've actually ordered in some um, wraps. Uh, some of his uh, salmon wraps and ate, ate them in the uh, kitchen, uh, in the separate kitchen. I've got a Pesach kitchen where I've been doing all this cooking for 23 families I've been cooking for, thank God. Um, but we go upstairs to my regular kitchen. We have this yummy um, fish platters and, you know, break from reality, break into reality from all the Pesach cooking. So thank you, Yossi Bess and family for the, from the fish plate uh, out in Cedarhurst. You want a great family meal, uh, well-priced, that's a place to go. Um, you can check them out on Facebook at The Fish Plate in Cedarhurst. Um, okay, so we've got an amazing show um, today. And, of course, we like to start off with a giveaway. But we're going to first introduce our Rebetzin Nahama Labor from the Pesach in Lake George uh, program. And she's going to talk about the giveaway that we're going to be giving. So I know everyone's probably at the edge of their seats waiting to hear what a giveaway is while I'm introducing uh, Rebetzin Labor. Hello, Nahama Labor. Hello, hello. How Thank are you, you for, for ha- having me? Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me at your Pesach program. I'm so excited. Oh, we're so glad we can give you a break from all your cooking. I know, I know. It's been really nice. I'm actually home for first days because um, my family likes to be home for first days. That's like one of our things that we like to do. But for for second days, we're going to be jo- for Cholamoy through second days. We're going to be joining you. That's great. And we're going to be doing the cook. I'm going to be doing some cooking classes, so we'll talk more about that in a little bit. So, Robertson, how long have you been running this program for? So, we've been running this particular program for four years. Okay. But, but I've been making Pesach now for 19 years, and <laughs> always had you know public shadarim at our Chabad house. And so I'm, I'm used to cooking. We used to do it in hotels, but just for our local people. Okay. So that, and now, you know, we saw there was a need to expand to out-of-towners, and it's really nice to bring more religious people to the area. How many religious families are you up in Lake George area? You, I mean, you live in Lake George. Is that your address, Lake George, New York? So, no, I live an hour south. We live in Troy, New York, which only has one other religious family. Wow. And we, you know, we don't have, but in Albany, which is where the children go to school, there are, there are a number of families there in the school. How many, how far is it from, um, say, Lake George to Albany? So Lake George to Albany is about an hour. Okay. I feel like my kids are on the bus for an hour and we live locally from the school. Right. But we don't live in Lake George all year. We live in Troy, New York, which is about 25 minutes from the school. And how do you get all your kosher food and meats and all that? You have it shipped up from New York? No, there is a kosher price. We call it kosher price choppers, but it's the price choppers that carries the kosher food. Nice. And we get we get our milk once a week, the Chalabi Shell milk, on there's Thursday delivery. If you buy your milk on Tuesday, it will be spoiled. <laughs> but, but otherwise, there's kosher meat. There's everything we need, thank God. 
Okay, that's so nice. And it's available all year, I believe, right? Yeah. So if yeah. you want to go up to Lake George for a vacation, you don't really have to worry so much about schlepping so much food. Right, definitely. It's the stopover for many travelers. Very nice. We love the Lake George area. So, we're so my kids, when I told them this was going to happen, that was so excited. And I actually just looked up the weather and oh, saw yes. that the day that everybody arrives, it's going to be in the 70s. <gasps> Amazing. Oh, my God. Can so you imagine? So spring is truly coming, even to Lake George. Spring has sprung. <laughs> So we're very excited. Last year, Pesach was earlier, so it was a little bit cooler. So this year, it's going to be nicer, and we can really enjoy the lake. And on Yamta, people walk around the lake, and it's truly gorgeous. So the hotel, where's the hotel? The hotel is actually on Lake George. On that big lake in the middle? Oh, okay, great. And and, um, what kind of activities are you running? All right, so... Um, <laughs> Big breath there. Besides my cooking classes, what else have you got going? And then we'll talk okay, about the so coupon. I was going to say that, you know, I hear from your program, we know how popular popular it is because everybody loves food. <laughs> but we know that that's not enough besides for the food for the body, which we're providing by our wonderful caterer. Yeah, Chaim Richter, he's amazing. We believe it's also important to feed our soul. And so we've put a lot of effort into nourishing the souls of our guests with all types of workshops, classes, and, you know, personal growth classes. And one of the main themes is how to achieve personal freedom, overcoming Mm -hmm. limitations, whether real or imaginary. So we have all kinds of amazing scholars and guests who will be presenting all different types of workshops and talks on these topics. For example, we have Rabbi Shea speaking about... Rabbi who? I'm sorry, we lost that. Okay, I'm sorry. Rabbi Shea Tao okay. speaking about a topic called Getting Unstuck, a Spiritual Guide to Your Personal Exodus. We have Ruth Devora Wallen, who's a licensed social worker, speaking about current therapeutic trends and Torah, and she'll be giving a workshop on kosher meditation and relaxation techniques to enhance our lives. We also have on uh, Friday night, we have an amazing panel with a rabbi, Rabbi Taub, a doctor, Dr. Shima November, who is actually an OBGYN but working in the military. Wow, (laughs) that's different. and Dimitri Salita, oh, um, the, boxer. the famous boxer. Wow. Right? Giving boxing All, classes, maybe? Some boxing classes? Yes, so he will be giving boxing classes to the men. Uh, to the men, that is really cool. And the boys. And yes. the boys, okay. I've only got girls. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't think they'd be interested <laughs> in any case. Well, don't worry. For the girls, we have Jumba. For the women, oh, too. Oh, cute. Okay. And cooking classes? Yeah. And cooking classes. And I, I'm going to talk about the women in a minute, but I want okay. to tell you about this amazing panel. Okay, yeah, we've got to wrap up in Friday a minute. Yep. At the ONEG. Yeah, let's wrap up by telling us all the, before we talk about the coupon, let's, let's uh, talk about the uh, panel. Okay, and their topic is Breaking Boundaries to Reach Your Goals. Love it. And so they'll each speak about how they've reached their goals, and not always is it easy. And so that's what I believe, that when, when our guests come, they'll have the time. They won't be busy in the kitchen, especially our, our wonderful women right. who and deserve the break. This is what and we, they can, yeah. This is what Robertson and I were talking about yesterday, right, that the women have been working so hard for the last few weeks. And at this point, everyone I'm sure is, sure is home for first days, or if you want, you can still use the, our giveaway that Robertson is about to announce. But... Yeah, you, we've worked really hard. It's time for the women to have a break. And for any of you, the, the men, men folk listening, um, who are married and want to give their wives a break for, for Cholamoid and for Shabbos Day, we've got a special gift for you, a giveaway for you. Do you want to announce that for us? So it's going to be 20% off for any of your listeners who sign up. So if you are interested in this, uh, 20% off giveaway. Email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com. I will email you back the coupon code. You tell it to um, Rebetzin Nachama Labor, 
and she will process your order through and you will have the best vacation. You've just heard about how you're going to be fed uh, physically, how you're going to be fed spiritually and all the activities that we've got going at this beautiful, amazing Pesach program. Exactly. And I just wanted to end off with a little a little thing that happened last year is we have this beautiful program booklet that our guests will be receiving. And on the back it says, Next year, we hope to meet you all in Yerushalayim, Amen. in Jerusalem. <laughs> and our hotel manager came over to me last year frantically. She said, do you mean you're not coming back next year? You're going to do it in Jerusalem? <laughs> and I guess so, you had to explain it to you know, her. I'm hoping that we give our guests a true feeling of freedom. And now all we need is the ultimate freedom with Mashiach. We should all be there in Amen. Jerusalem. Amen. That would be beautiful. I know we didn't touch on, let's spend 30 seconds just talking about the women's program because I know that all the women listening would love to hear this because we, I, I think we wrapped up too early, but <laughs> just tell us, tell us what the women's program is. Oh, for sure. Actually, we have a special feature called Women Connect. Once a day, there'll be a, a class during Minchamarev and during the times that the, the children have a night activity. And we have featured women speakers and presentations and called Women Connect. And it's just a time for women to speak about heart-to-heart, um, learn different techniques in parenting, in, um, you know, building a better marriage. We have um, one woman speaking about rhythms of the soul, finding your inner strength. Beautiful. Beautiful. We have a special women's concert with Rivka Leia Silich from actually Melbourne. Oh, really? Another Aussie? Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> yes. I told her about you. Okay. <laughs> so she's very excited. She's also our activity director. Okay, great. I look and forward to meeting And she'll be offering a special concert for women. Lovely. Lovely. And she's a composer and pianist. Oh, fantastic. And a wonderful singer. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And, I and look we for- look forward to seeing you soon. Yep, yep. Enjoy the first days and I look forward to seeing you on Chalamoid. Okay. All right. Take care. take care. Bye. Thank you very much, Rebetzin Nachamalewa from Pesach in Lake George cooking program. That's very cool. So if you are interested in joining me and my family and the amazing team um, up there at Lake George and seeing the wonderful programs, special coupon, 20% off, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. You deserve a break, either now for uh, you can go for the whole time if you want to change your mind, if not, you know, to stay home for first days. But at this point, reality is that, you know, you want to go away for Holomite and second days and um, you have that really great coupon. It's one not one of these crazy priced hotels. You're having all the crazy activities and all the crazy amazing food that every all these grand hotels offer, but at a reasonable price and you don't have to go on a plane. You just drive in a car and the lake George area is so beautiful. Okay, so enough about that. We're going to talk about, talk with, I should say. Um, my first guest is such an important hush of a lady from Montreal, uh, Canada. We got we got um, her on the line? Okay, great. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, ZK. I'm joined in the studio today by ZK, uh, Mazeltov on the birth of his baby. I'm sure that everyone's given you lots of shout-outs to Mazeltov, but we have not done it on table for two. So very excited he's smiling. His daughter is joining us today. Hi, Panina. Panina Capel joining us from Brooklyn. Everyone's off on school vacation today. Hello, Noreen. How are you? Oh, I'm great, Naomi. How are you? Good. I've got Noreen Galetz. I don't even know how to start off giving your bio. Start as her, her website, if you're in front of a computer and you're listening also, is gourmania.com. So you can look her up as you hear the show. Noreen is a leading author of so many cookbooks in Canada and across the world. Uh, she's published uh, anything from diet to healthy, uh, Facebook, uh, I mean, Food processor cookbooks, microwave cookbooks, healthy cookbooks, you name it, she's touched on it. She's also a food consultant, a food writer, a columnist, uh, a cooking teacher, a lecturer. She specializes in makeover, uh, recipe makeovers. Uh, she works on food-related websites, magazines. She's in, uh, she um, advises in the food kosher food industry as a culinary spokesperson. She is in Toronto, Canada, but raised her children in Montreal. Welcome again, Noreen. 
Oh, thanks. It's great to be here. You know, when you say all the things that I do, remember, I don't do them all at the same time. <laughs> you can multitask, but not all that. No, <laughs> not quite. This has been over a, a 40-somewhat year career. Yeah, probably about 50 years now. <laughs> it's, That's it's, a long time. Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah. really amazing. I'm so glad that you're on my show. We've met in person, and I was remember I was a little starstruck when I met you at oh, Kosher Fest. Oh, it was Fest. so nice when we met. We met at Kosher Fest. A couple years back, yes, and yes, I'm like... a couple <gasps> years back, yeah, with, with your wonderful Aussie accent. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, my 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 um my grandfather's siblings went to Montreal after World War II. He went to Australia, Israel and then Australia, but his siblings went on to Montreal. And my Auntie Esther, who I was very close with, uh, my oldest daughter is named after her, um, gave my mother a cookbook called Second Helpings, Please. So Second Helpings, Please, right? I'm pretty sure that was the uh, the cookbook. I know that was the cookbook. It had the orange plaid-looking tablecloth cover, right? Yes, an orange checkerboard. Right, and my mother was given that cookbook by my aunt Esther in the seventies. Is that right? Like that it was. It came your... out in actually in nineteen sixty-eight. I was 19... pregnant with. Yeah, I was pregnant with uh, my youngest child. Wow, nineteen sixty-eight. So my mother got it in about nineteen seventy-five from my aunt, and it was always a staple in my house. And then I never thought I would get to grow up and meet you and you know, join it the sh- a, cooking yeah, world. It's a really interesting book because at that time, there, first of all, there are no photos. There are no head notes at all. The instructions are plain, basic instructions. There's three or four recipes on a page. Nobody got credit for contributing a recipe. Um, and the recipes just worked. And they've been classics. And what's happened is families have used them for so many years that the children and then the grandchildren are now saying, you know, Passover or Rosh Hashanah or Shabbos isn't the same if I don't have whatever, whatever their favorite dish is. So it's quite interesting, you know, that people are so connected back to the generations through the food that they ate at, at their mother's table, their grandmother's table, you know, their great-grandmother's table. And the books are all stained with food and, and yeah. the binding is broken and there may be a, a ring mark um, for, because somebody put it on a burner, but <laughs> people won't part with the book. They're, tr- they're really classic treasures. And I think each recipe tells a story. Once once the cookbook gets like that, there's a history in, within the cookbook, like what yeah. meal you made. Yeah. It's nice. I've got that in a lot of my Pesach cookbooks. A lot of my Pesach recipes that I use for my personal chef business are your recipes. They Thank work. You. They're delicious. My customers love them. The, can I tell you the one that's the most popular is the yes. apricot brisket. It's from your um, Millennia Yummies cookbook. Oh, and, right. Millennia Yum. And, yeah. and you wrote that in the year 2000 because of Millennium. Get the joke, everybody. Right. Yep, exactly. My, it was so complicated. Nobody could pronounce it, but. I called it Millennia. I don't know what they call it. <laughs> Everyone was tripping what, over. Yeah. So my cousins, my aunt, my aunt Esther's daughters, my mother's cousins, gave me that cookbook. So it was kind of like a family thing between getting a Noreen Galette's book from family generation to generation. Yeah. And and we, I read that book from cover to cover. I totally changed my entire eating habits for me and my family. Because of that book. And, you know, I was always pretty much a healthy eater, but it just, it just changed my whole outlook. And I liked how each recipe had the, um, what, I don't know, the, the breakdown. Yes, the nutrient analysis at the end. Thank you. That was what I was looking for. Um, and it was just a brilliant cook, but also it was right, like, right about the first Susie Fishbein book came out. It was not so far away from that. So you didn't have pictures everywhere. You had a few pictures in her books and you had just, it was just about the recipe, not about all the glossy and, and I would also exactly. set my table with this and set my table with that, which I love. But it was just one of these books that taught you everything and all the tips in there. And when I went to do a microwave cooking class at Stern College last year, I'm like, who, where am I going to read up and study and learn about a lot more about microwave cooking? And of course, I turned to your book once again, Microwaves. Oh, thank you. That's out of print, actually. Really? I, I think we have... I might have one collectible copy. I have a Sadaka project. It's very interesting that I do uh, with a friend. She loves to shop, and she finds my out-of-print books, like my Yellow Processor book, the original edition. It's both out-of-print as well. And she 
buys them up, she finds them in prime condition, gets them up here to Toronto, whether it go they go via Lakewood or whether they, you know, wherever she finds them, and then I pay her whatever she paid for them, and the difference goes into Sadaka. Oh, beautiful! You yeah, do- it's a really nice project. So it's a way of paying it forward. This year, uh, we um, put money into the Passover baskets program here in Toronto because there, there was no chicken for the Passover baskets. What does that mean? They- they no just, well, usually they give Passover baskets to people who need food for uh, a good Pesach. This year they they didn't they had lost their um, um, their supplier because the kosher poultry supplier, which was uh, high poultry, closed down, and so they had no way of getting. Um, they didn't have a po- um, like poultry uh, donation, so. Um, they, oh, I made them set set up a fund. I put a, an appeal out as a day. You have to have chicken for Pesach. Absolutely. And uh, the uh, Montreal supplier, which is Marvid, was stepped right up to the plate and helped them out quite a bit. And um, there's going to be chicken. We, we we set up that people would donate because I had been ill. People wanted to do something, so a lot of people donated in my honor. So it's kind of a nice thing. I always try to make sure that. Somebody benefits so that, that everybody can enjoy. That is good beautiful. Pesa. Yeah, I know when I know when you were ill. So many amazing um, Facebook messages went out to you on your um, on your group. It was group. actually yeah, it was it actually was, overwhelming. There were thousands. I was so touched. I mean, I had been really sick, and I and uh, my you know my family lives in another city. My friends were here, and there were phone calls all over the place, and people didn't know what was going on. And I was just lucky. I had very good medical treatment, and my doctor was. Pretty smart. I had a blood clot in, in my leg that was like completely blocked and to, went to my lungs. Really bad news. And I'm, I was very lucky that Baruch there was Hashem. good medical care. And I, I'm here. I've, I've got more work to do. Okay, more things good. to do. Not done yet. <laughs> we need you. We need you with yeah. us. With us and keep us fed and informed. You know, I, you know what's really cool? That every year in the Kosher Le Pesach OU magazines that come out, you always have your recipes there. Yes, in Jewish Action, I write for them. The you know, the OU is so, um, I don't know how to say it. Like, they are the biggest name in Kashrut in the United yeah, States. High, yeah, highly respected. Highly yeah, respected yeah, and, and very just powerful. very yeah. powerful and just they do so much and they turn to you to do their recipes. I, I would find that, um, imagine that you are very flattered by that. Yeah, it was, it was a very wonderful honor to be asked. I was doing some work with the, um, one of their previous um I was doing work actually for their online online site and I learned a lot because of of doing this you know I I came from a very traditional Jewish background um I went to shul my father my father took us to shul my mother never wanted to go my mother's belief about the holidays was you cook for the holidays <laughs> she never went to shul but she or she rarely went to shul but you had to know that you know there was Rosh Hashanah there was carrot simmas and if it was Pesach it was 15 dozen and eggs. You bought all, you know, all the cases of eggs and uh, five pounds of matzah and then she went back for more. And it was a little tiny store that she went to in matzah farful and she knew how to take literally nothing and just turn it into something wonderful. She, My mother was an amazing cook and a huge inspiration in my life. She thought I should be a doctor. I ended up being a food doctor. <laughs> a food doctor. The, the a doctor, doctor of food. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's amazing that what our parents want for us and what we do is, is Somewhat, sometimes different. <laughs> well, you, you do, you know, you do what you're supposed to do in right. life. That's exactly. I it. never thought I would have a, you know, have this show, Table for Two, or become, you know, I was a kindergarten teacher, and I love teaching. That's why I think I still teach cooking classes. But you know, it, it's really, it's really, uh, I love it. You got to do what you love. That's the most important. Yeah. Well, cooking classes are a wonderful way to pass on knowledge. Um, I, I, I like to teach because it's not really so much about the recipes, but teaching people how to. Use a recipe as a springboard for another idea. You don't have to be bound by a recipe. Years ago, um, I thought, oh, I, I really want to have a cooking school, and I really want to have a, you know, a, a, you know, I want to be able to do all these things. I want to write. I had done uh, second helpings, please, and I think I had done my processor. Oh, I had done. I was just doing my processor book, and I took cooking classes with Jacques Pepin. And I was so really? excited. 
I went to Florida. I spent a whole week taking classes. I with love Doc. watching him. He's amazing. Oh, he's, he's an incredible person, a wonderful teacher and an inspiration. And I remember him saying, um, okay, you take, here's the duck, and we're going to do, and everyone said, what, what, where are you in the recipe? He said, well, what recipe do you have? And they, somebody points out the recipe. He said, well, that's a very nice recipe. You can make that if you like. I don't feel like doing that today. I feel like doing a different, something different. And he did. And I thought, wow, you don't have to, like, do exactly what the recipe says. And he really inspired me. I, I think that he was a, he made a huge impact in the way I teach. So the idea is to share knowledge so that people can improvise, use what they like for their own family, for their own needs. Like, for example, somebody's allergic, what do you do? Somebody's a, a vegetarian at your table, how do you adjust, you know? Well, what can you do um, to adjust? Because food needs change. Every family is different. And even even we change. You know, we may be eating one way now, and then all of a sudden the doctor says, "Okay, cut, you know, cut cut the salt, or cut you know, or cut the fat, or cut the or, gluten." You know. the cool. gluten. Cool. People are going gluten free and now lactose free. Everyone's diets are changing all the time. Right. Well, the fact that I could do kosher was a, a, a big um, factor because I knew how to make recipes parv, and actually ended up doing a book um, that a lot of people don't know about. It's yeah. called Low Iodine Diet. Yeah, Cookbook. I saw it's, that on your website. What What does that mean? Oh well, it, when uh, people have had thyroid cancer. Um, um, a while afterwards, they give them radioactive iodine treatment so to, to kill any remaining cells. So they have to be on a diet for about two weeks to deplete their body of any uh, any iodine. So they eat a low iodine diet, not no iodine, but low iodine. So they can't have dairy and they can't have um, uh, any egg yolks. Well, that was easy enough for me to do. And they can't have commercial bread, but I knew how to make bread, and they could use salt, but they couldn't use iodized salt, and they couldn't use packaged products because you never knew what the source of sodium would be um, or what would be in it. So they adapted my recipes. I worked with the editor who had, um, with the publisher who had um, health issues of her own, and she knew quite a bit about it, and they guided me through, and I was able to develop recipes for dairy-free and and egg-free and no fish. Uh, believe it or not, but simple basic recipes that people could enjoy in the book has been in print for I don't know how many years and still a huge resource. Used two weeks a year, but people who have the book often use my recipes all year round. And they're just good simple recipes, not necessarily people for people who are Jewish. I mean, I write for a kosher market, but my recipes are enjoyed by people well outside the market, right, believe right. me. <laughs> um, yeah. so, so tell me... Um, I saw that on, on your website, and I, I know this because, you know, we've had conversations before, but Noreen also helps people put – she's not a publisher herself, but she helps I you was. get – you were. I did. You I did, did. But I published you, you my helped, own books right, at the beginning. Your books are self-published? They were. They oh, were. And then a publisher came to me and said, I really love your processor book. Would you be willing to redo it with us? Oh, we, nice. We'd like to publish you. That was White Cat Books. And I but, said, yeah, Sure. But you also help other people get to that point too. Yeah, like I you do. do the I, editing. I do editing, and I will advise. I do a lot of consulting work. Okay. Always, you know, it's very complicated to pub- have a book published today. It's a huge market. There's about, I think, there's about twenty six thousand new food publications each year. Oh my 26, god. Twenty six thousand. That's like why I. How do you? I don't do want to write one. How do? How can you be sure that your book will be a success? Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't want to write one because I, I, the, the task is so daunting, but I go, there are so many great books out there already. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to think my recipes are different, but like there's just so much stuff going out. It's hard to be so competitive like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a very complicated process, very hard to write. Then an editor goes through and says, well, maybe you should change this. And what do you mean by that? And what's the package size? And, and what do you, you know, did you cover the pot or did you not cover the pot? And, and how do you know when it's done? And how many do you, you think this serves six people? You, do you really? I don't think so. Uh-huh. And then you look at it again and say, well, maybe it really only serves four, you know, or it depends, you know, or it's really, really good. It might serve like two. Two hungry eaters. So you have to be very precise in writing. You have to have um, you have to have a following as well, and that's very important. I'm lucky. My you know people have been cooking for my books for a long time, and so 
their fans, you know, I, I can't quite understand it. I think it's really kind of neat. But you know what? Good food, people always remember a good recipe. And the nicest thing is when I meet people, I'll meet a woman and she'll say to her husband, you know who this is? And you know, you know the brisket recipe that I... Oh, your yellow book, the super roast brisket. I love that brisket. <laughs> or the Coke brisket from, from Millennium, which is now called Healthy Helpings. Um, it's really, it's really nice when, or, or the kids come up to me and they get, oh, my mommy makes, you know, your, your tuna noodle casserole. I love that, you know, so, or the sweet and sour meatballs. So people identify, you know, um, they connect with the recipe. There's a, there's a memory. There's a, 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 you know, or they like their matzo balls hard, or they like their matzo balls soft. Everybody asks sinkers or floaters. When I yeah. when I make my matzo balls and I'm taking orders from clients, I go, is it a sinker or a floater? I go floater. <laughs> yeah, I, I do floaters. Yeah. My my mother would put baking powder in um, her uh, matzo balls. And what does that do? And it makes them light. Just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of baking powder will lighten them up. But they'll come out without it. I had Gil Marks here a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about putting duck fat in the matzo balls. Makes them heavy, but delicious. Well, how could it be bad? I know, uh, my, duck my fat. Baba, mm. my grandmother used to make schmaltz, schmaltz. real schmaltz. It's like like duck she schmaltz. would make it from the the chicken skin and the the um, the, the the yellow bits of fat and the onions. And I can still literally remember smell the it. smell of her apartment. <laughs> and then she would send me home with a brown shopping bag with handles, and there was always like a jar of schmaltz in it. She says. Uh, your, your mother hasn't got time. Thy mama hadn't consigned. You know, she's very busy. So uh, I, I'm sending it home for her. She felt that she could help my mother by sending her home schmaltz. And I met Arthur Schwartz, and he said, you know, chicken fat is really fine for you because it's liquid at room temperature. <laughs> I thought that was a really good answer. But, you know, there's nothing like schmaltz. You know, I know. It's so, something that we grew up with, and, and, and the, the, the grief and were wonderful. And, and the duck schmaltz, I know. Some, yeah. Everyone's going so healthy, but, like, every once in a while. Every so while. Yeah, that's, it's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. And the, the emotional uh, satisfaction is worth a lot in terms of good health. Right, Believe right. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm Gourmet Glad out in Cedarhurst, Long Island, in my neighborhood at uh, Gourmet Glad is our What's for Dinner sponsor on our segment. Oh, okay. We, we, we give out a recipe, uh, which I'll do uh, at the end of this segment, um, into another segment called What's for Dinner, and they sponsor it. And so I got a text from Rabbi Beryl Wallowick, um, and he sent me a picture, it was a picture text, of duck breasts that they're now selling in Gourmet Glad. I was so oh. excited because they used to have to buy a whole frozen chicken. I mean, sorry, a whole frozen a, duck, a frozen and then duck, right. what to do with the top and what to do with the bottom. But, you know, sometimes you want just duck breasts, and right. now they have it. So that's a really exciting thing because I think duck breasts are fabulous. And I render off all the fat, and I make some French fries cooked in duck fat from that. Oh, my gosh. I'm coming to your house. I know, with pink Himalayan crystal salt. I love the Himalayan crystal love salt. It. It's I could wonderful. Eat it, it has such a... A clean taste and just it it just changes the taste of a, of a dish. I'm not sure if it's kosher or Pesach, but after Pesach, I was Pesach, thinking exactly the same. Yeah. thing. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think after Pesach, everyone should go. I think I picked mine up either at Gourmet Glad or Trader Joe's. I'm not sure, but I think okay. they both they may both have it. But it, and the you price grind has come it. way down on it. It used to be very, very expensive. expensive. Yeah, Costco had it for about I think four or five dollars up here in Canada. Our prices are more than yours, but it, originally I bought a small container. It was about ten ten bucks. And now, now it's, it's like half the price for double the amount. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's much smaller. Um, it's got much cheaper. Okay, so we've got to start wrapping up. I want to talk to you now about Pesach, and then we're going to go into our What's for Dinner segment. Um, so talk to me about Pesach. What is um, your favorite Pesach recipes? What can we discuss with our audience about what's fun, fun for the family or, you know, if you've got a big meal or a small meal or Pesach tips that you can share with my listeners? Well, it's interesting. I grew up on lots of carbs. So to me, my mother's Passover sponge cake is outstanding. Uh, that's actually in, in my, um, in all editions of my food processor book, including the new food processor Bible. And so that it wouldn't taste like sponge cake, like, or, or taste like that matzo milk cake meal taste. Um, my mother used to grate in chocolate and it's so 
terrific. I did a version of it actually in um, Millennium, which is Healthy Helpings, um, and I did it with just you know removed some of the yolks from it to reduce the cholesterol level. I like um, Passover kegelach. My mother would soak matzah farfel in boiling water, and I still do the same thing. It was one of the things we just loved, and then we'd mix it with, with eggs and and um, you know a little, little bit of seasoning. Put them into um, muffin tins, and we would eat them instead of bread. So good, almost like a little like a lakshan kugel. But I've taken that and turned it into a, a pizza base. Um, I've baked it out on a on a big sheet pan, and if you're feeding kids, that's really a good thing to do. That you you pre bake it and then you top it with um, you know tomato sauce and cheese and and, of course and where, some veggies. Where can they find this recipe? Is it on oh, gomania.com? That's, that's in Healthy Helpings, Millennium Healthy Helpings. Okay. Okay. So you can um, go to your local Judaica store and pick that up, Healthy Helpings? Right. Okay. It's, a, it's a really good book. These are, these are the things that I grew up on. Okay. And what, what now for the modern health conscious, you know, where would what you go now? What do I do for health conscious? I just add vegetables to everything. Um, okay. I do a lot of roasted vegetables. I, that's, I really like to do that because it becomes very heavy with all the kugels. I love kugel. I mean, I could forget, forget about everything. I could just live on, on the side dishes, but I try not I to. I love I'm potato kugel. I'm not a huge protein eater, so I have to kind of push myself, and I'm not a huge salad eater unless somebody else makes it for me. Really? But, yeah, I really, you know, it's because it's when you grew up a certain way. My, my, I don't know. My mother never gave us much in salads. She made me sit at the table for two hours because I wouldn't eat my tomatoes. Uh-huh. You know, I love tomatoes. Course, tomatoes would taste like wood a lot of the time. Now I leave my tomatoes out on the counter. Don't don't refrigerate tomatoes, by the way. As yeah. soon as I'll, make, I'll even make my own tomato sauce. I'll, if I have a bunch of tomatoes in the fridge, I'll roast them up with a little bit of olive oil and garlic. But, you know, People are roasting, doing a lot more things with vegetables today. Um, so I like my confetti, uh, my confetti kugel. I like a good potato kugel from I my love, processor book. I love potato kugel. Yeah. You love it. And um, I have a, some very good brownies that I've done, um, and another, and an apple cake. That, uh, I've done a lot of um, gluten-free mm. um, recipes in the updated version of the uh, of the processor book, the new, the new food processor bible. There's about maybe four or five dozen specifically like um, uh, gluten-free recipes. People are very interested in knowing what, um, you know, how to cook gluten-free. Yeah, I'm moving in that direction also. Yeah, like yeah I still to get think a... you, you, do, you still need some fiber in your diet. Oh, some, of the, some, some of the dishes so... are not so healthy. You have to be really careful. I try to do things that are more naturally gluten-free. I like good brisket. I like meat. I love meatballs. I'm always happy to so have meatballs. So do I. I love meatballs too. My family does not love meatballs so much. So I could eat like a quart by myself. We made yes. a lot of meatballs for Pesach for people for this year for my, for my catering business. And you know what else? It's because kids like them as well. Yeah. Kids don't like complicated food. They don't like food that touches. If the, you know, they might eat broccoli, but it shouldn't touch uh, the meatballs and the potatoes <laughs> should be on the other part of the uh, plate. My family's, we're big into vegetables. I made, um, yesterday just to finish up whatever I had in my fridge, I had a ton of Brussels sprouts. Um, we, I washed them up, cleaned them up, checked them, cut them in half, sprinkled them with salt, olive oil, and fresh garlic, and I roasted them at 400. They were like chips. We were just popping them off like chips. I know. Chips. I have some. As a matter of fact, that's oh. uh, that's on my tonight's menu. Last night was broccoli. <laughs> oh, there you go. So we're trying to use up what we have. Thank you so much, Noreen, for joining me. Oh, thank you so much, Naomi. It was wonderful to be on, and I hope you'll invite me back next year. We'll have a new book out. And, I'm, I'm uh, hoping. I'm with the co-author on that. Uh, and I um, hope that we can maybe talk a little bit of cheesecake before Shavuos. Sure. Let's talk cheesecake. And I'm cheesecake. wishing your, all your listeners a very healthy, healthy, and happy Passover. Enjoy with your family. To you and your your family, eat, eat well and be well and, and just have a, a very happy, healthy Passover. Thank you, and same to you, and just continued good health. Stay healthy for us all, and for yourself, of course. Oh, thank you, Naomi. Be well. All right, take care. Bye. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach and Shabbat Shalom. That was Noreen Galetz from uh, Toronto, uh, Canada. Uh, At least we're on the same time zone, even though she's in another country. I'm very excited. I was very excited to have her on, and she's just done so much. Check her out, her website, on Gourmania. Com. I'm going to take a break and do a station ID. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Hod Golan, the height of taste. 
Our What's for Dinner segment is now sponsored, well, is sponsored, continue to be sponsored by Gourmet Light. Uh, love them. They've had so much going on for Pesach. I'm in the store every day cooking and shopping and shopping and cooking for all my customers and for my family. Um, so it's been a fabulous experience. When I need something, the guys at Gourmet Light get it for me. They When I started early, like right after Purim, they got stuff for me. Put some stuff up from their basement ready for, ready for anyone who needed it, not just me. So it was really nice. I'm just going to talk about it for two minutes, one minute, a recipe, um, for our segment, um, that I, that I came up with along with my friend, uh, Melinda Strauss from kitchen-tester.com. She's a fabulous food blogger. Um, so check out her website as well. She has tons of great Pesach recipes, but, um, I just wanted to share, there's a, a recipe out there all over the food internet world about cauliflower pizza and you have to grate cauliflower and then steam it so I thought how can I make this easier it's Pesach time we can eat the cauliflower pizza but it was too much work and we're already so busy so I came up I took Eden or Bodek checked frozen cauliflower now this is awesome because it it's parboiled basically when so you don't have to do that whole process of uh, grating it down. So I basically let it partially defrost on the counter, put it through my food processor so it looked like crumbles of basically maybe like cottage cheese. I let it defrost as crumbles a little bit more. I squeezed it very, very tight inside dish towels. So all the water over the sink came dripping out. So it was very dry. Um, then I added an, an egg, um, a handful of grated uh, mozzarella cheese, and I mixed it all together, and it literally turned into dough before my eyes. I couldn't believe it. It's not like challah dough or, or, or cake dough. It looked a little bit, you know, it, it had a dough-like quality to it. I made it round um, on, a, on a cookie sheet li- lined with parchment paper. Um, I also seasoned, seasoned it with some salt and garlic powder and onion powder um, and some oregano. Oregano. I say it like an American. Oregano. So I put oregano in it too. And then I made it a circle, and then I baked it at 400 degrees on convection. So, I mean, if you don't have convection, you could also just do it 400 without it until it got nice and crispy brown. And then it looked like a pizza dough, like a pizza circle. So so I took it out. I, I then put sauce on it, and then my mozzarella, more mozzarella cheese and different toppings. I did onions and sliced mushrooms and some pineapple. I know that's very Australian. Threw on some more oregano, and then I baked it till the cheese melted. It was amazing. It's gluten-free. It's good all year. It's delicious. It's healthy, um, and it's really fun. It's better than the matzo pizza, let me tell you. It was more authentic to tasting than, than eating the matzo pizza. So that was our What's for Dinner segment. I'm very lucky to have on the phone the most popular, amazing, luckiest guy in the world because Alain Kornblum gets to eat at every kosher restaurant in the country. And he's joining us now from his office in Brooklyn as he wraps up his magazine, uh, latest edition of his magazine. He's going to be going off to his own hotel to have his own Pesach experience. Um, and I'd like to welcome Elan Kornblum from Great Kosher Restaurants. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, Elan. I'm sorry you can't be in the studio today because I know you're so crazy busy. Yeah, in fact, today we're literally releasing the magazine. Oh, yeah. We're getting uh, the first shipment of 8,000 magazines uh, to our garage. And um, it's, I'm going to see it for the first time basically uh, today, and uh, we're releasing it, and anyone, by the way, can purchase it and get it before Pesach. Um, go to our website, you can go to buythemag, you know, buythemag.com, and um, you can purchase it there, but yeah, really excited. I'm sure you're, we're Facebook friends, so you kind of know a little bit of the so day-to-day excited. operation and what I've been going through, but for the last uh, six months, it's been day after day, making sure we got all the pictures and menus and articles done. And so thank God it's it's done. It looks great. Um, it's I'm very, very excited. I can't wait to book you in for a full hour, yep. a full hour in the studio just talking about the magazine and the restaurants because I think that would be a real treat for us all. Absolutely. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll talk about that after Pesach. Sure. But let's talk about restaurants open on Pesach because I think that is so amazing and so exciting that in this day and age that there are so many restaurants open on Pesach. Yeah, it's, you know, it's been, you mostly had a handful of restaurants for many years, uh, Manhattan restaurants mostly that have been open. And, of course, every year is a little different depending on Cholomo and 
you know, whether it's worth it for the restaurants. Uh, but this year, yeah, you have a nice amount of restaurants. Again, mostly Manhattan. Uh, then you have, of course, Miami, some in Los Angeles, and little, you know, here, here and there. Uh, but mostly, um, you go to the city, you have Abigail's, and a lot of them, again, are, are open for Seder's and open for Cholomot. So I'll quickly go through it, just so your readers and listeners can, uh, can know. For, for Seder's, you have Abigail's, which is also open Cholomot. You have 18 restaurants on the Upper East Side. I've never heard of that one, even. Yeah, that's on 81st Street, between 2nd and 3rd. What kind of restaurant is that? Um, they just renovated. It used to be kind of a deli, uh, an upscale deli. Now it's towards more towards a, a nice kind of steakhouse restaurant. They have a, a full bar. Really nice place. It's kind of hidden. I know it's. Yeah, I never heard of it, and I like thought I knew all the restaurants. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Used to be turquoise. People who really know. Oh, okay. I heard. I heard of turquoise. I heard of turquoise. That was for like a year, but then they turned eighteen. And it's been like for three years. It's been there. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, check that out. I'll check that restaurants. Out. Okay. Do a shout out. So yeah, they're open for seders and Holmo. And, and by the way, all the menus, all the details can be found on our website. We even have a special link that people can go to is kosherpesach.com. So if you go to that, you can just find out all the restaurants that we have with their menus. Um, and all the details. Okay, can um, I just, I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt. I have a question. What does it mean you go to a restaurant for a Seder? Can you just, I'm sorry, I'm a little thrown off by that. And I, I don't know if my listeners know what that means. I think I know what it means, but let's share that with our listeners. Well, again, the restaurants that are open for Seders, there, there are certain restaurants that open up for Seders and Holomoed, intermediate days, and then there are... What, what do you mean to say that you can book in and pay? I mean, you, it's Yomtev. Oh, yeah. It's so a full, some of my it, listeners might not know. Okay, so like any let's other... Let's give it a Seder, background. You know, it's, you can do a private Seder and you can do a communal Seder. There are some like Abigail's which has the room to do, you know, plenty of different groups. So you, if you want to have for two people, you want to have your own, you want to sit down at a table, have your own Haggadah, Go, you know, through the, through it, and then you get to the meal, and they'll serve it to you. You can also have 20 people, 30 people with a whole family and a whole group coming. They'll put you in a party, you know, separate party room. And, um, yeah, you can have your own Seder with the rabbi. Um, and, again, once you're, it's so interesting. you know, once I you're ready, they'll serve it to you. It's, it's kind of like a mini Pesach program without the, the tea room and the swimming pool. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, you get the meal, you get the experience, you get to be able to have the, the family get together. A lot of times they go to Manhattan from all parts of the world and the country, and they meet in Manhattan, they stay at the hotel, they go to the Seders, and they, you know, are able to go to shul to, within the nearby uh, shul. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's been very popular. I, I didn't know such a thing existed. Like, I... I, I... I, I have heard of Friday night restaurants like right. out of town, it's like very a rest- similar. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you know, a oh, lot, okay. a lot of people who aren't make can't make Seder on their own or aren't, you know, available to do that. Absolutely. Um, have some other option. That's really nice to know that. Yeah. Okay. You have uh, let's say you have Le Marais, which is open for Cholomoed only. Um, you have Mendy's also open for Cholomoed, and a lot of these places, especially also Mendy's, has a takeout, has delivery, special Pesach menu. So, again, if you go to our website, kosherpesach.com, you can find that there. Uh, Mr. Broadway is also having seders. Uh, it will be open for Cholomoed. In fact, their seders will be led by uh, the Chabad uh, French Jewish Cultural Center. Oh, nice. Uh, so that will be very interesting. So you can, get, um, you, know, you can get the meals there. They have for seders and for holiday lunches, in fact. So they can do that. They have you also have Prime Butcher Baker, which is the the butcher shop for Prime Grill, which will be open throughout Cholomoed and before, of course, to get any you know pickup or takeout. So that's that's available. Prime Grill, of course, will be open for seders in Cholomoed. Um, and again, you know, you're looking at basically for them $150 per person, um, $85 for kids. If anyone is interested in you know prices, um, but uh, it's worth the experience if you feel. That this is the only time that you can get together with the family and only have Seder. So, uh, and you have Tom Tove in the city, which is open for Cholomoed, and Talia Steakhouse, also Seder's and Cholomoed. So, um, you should check them out. Then you have Quickly Florida, you have Charnakikar Tel Aviv, 
You have a grill house. We're, we're drooling here. We're actually really hungry right now, <laughs> right, yeah. CK? I mean, even Pesach, you get hungry, yeah? I know, talking about Pesach, we're getting hungry, and I've just been cooking Pesach for five weeks. <laughs> I think you kind of eat, a, obviously, you eat a lot on Pesach. You're, you know, you're home, you're kind of just figuring out what to do, can't really do much on Yontif. You eat, and, you know, you prepare, and so, yeah, you eat a lot. Uh, and it's hopefully the meals. I know that you cook some great meals and prepare, so you know, I'm sure your customers are very happy. I, I hope so. I hope so. But, you know, when they want a nice halamoid meal out, you know, they've they got to know where to go. You right. know, a lot, of, a lot of my customers or a lot of people I know also just don't – they don't want to think about in advance halamoid meals. Right. I, I feel like – you know, Gil Marks gave us a recipe when he was on the show about, you know, what to make. And Noreen um, Galettes from, from um, Toronto, Canada, she just gave it. We were just talking food with her. And I just gave a recipe out for p- cauliflower pizza. But sometimes you need a break. Oh, and if sure. you're not you're, going you're, away you're and you house, are in New York and you days, want to spend a day in the city. You know, you're not, you're, you're pent up in, in the house, don't know where to go. And then finally, you know, homeboat is here, you want to go somewhere. So, for sure, but again, word of advice, it gets really busy. Oh, okay, it's good. packed. So I would make, you know, reservations. Some even don't even make reservations because they want to hold the restaurant. They don't want to hold it for you in case you show up late. It's, there's going to be a line waiting. But if you get there off-peak hours, you get there early in the You know, some places are opening up. Talia's is opening up almost 24 hours. <gasps> so, yeah, it's, <laughs> you can go for almost breakfast there. That's so, crazy. You, you know, I would go off uh, peak hours where it won't be so busy. You can go in the morning, go in the early lunch, late yeah, early lunch, lunch early and... dinner, late dinner. Right. Don't go eight o'clock. Again, of course, you know, I, I want everyone to go as, as much as they can. But if you don't want to wait too long, try to go, you know, where not everyone else is going. Be patient. I know it's going to, um, the staff is going to be going crazy and, just be patient. Know that it's going to take a little longer than usual, um, and just you know have a good time with it. You know, I, I remember one time. Um, I know it wasn't Pesach, but it was Sukkot, and and I was in the city with my kids on break, and I called, told my husband I want to go out to eat, and I found a restaurant. Uh, you know, uh, found some of the restaurants either probably on your website, um, greatkosherrestaurantmagazine.com, and um, told me which which oh, restaurants I could go to. Great Kosher Restaurants. GreatKosherRestaurants.com. Okay, sorry. I want to make sure we get that right. And and um, I remember Lama Ray was open, right. and, and my husband said, go at 4.30 and get a table. Go in, order appetizers till I get there at 5.15, just start the meal, because right. the sukkah was very limited. Right. But So we did. We literally went at 4.30, and we, the girl, me and my girls, we order appetizers. By the time my husband showed up, because he doesn't work too far from Manhattan, we had the steaks just were coming out as he walked in. It was perfect timing. Yeah, it was great. it's a great idea. That's what you got to do. Go early. Go early. Again, just prepare yourself um, and just, you know, enjoy the experience and um, it'll be fun. It's so cool. Why, can I ask you, why did, like, this year especially, right, Chalamite is basically, they're not opening Wednesday night after Yontif, right? There are. There are. They are? Sure, a lot of restaurants Okay, are. so, okay, yeah, yeah, interesting. They, they, again, they, they're going to be open until 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, just, you know, again, you can find all the details, but, um, yeah, they're, they're using every second they can. Right, because... Like, you, you, I guess that's what your point was, you know, is it worth it for them? One day, this year, Chalamoid is one day. It's right. Thursday, right? you got, because Sunday night's already right, on to again. Day, and you have Monday Shabbos. They're open Wednesday night. They're open Thursday. They're open Friday. During the day. As much as they can. They're open Saturday night. And Sunday for lunch, maybe. Sunday. So they're squeezing, you know, it, it takes a long time to kosher the kitchen. That's what I was going to ask you. How long does it take a restaurant to turn over? It could take, again, it, I've heard of restaurants where, let's say, that for instance, this year, it starts Monday night. I know that the restaurants might even be open Sunday, and then Sunday night through the night, just kosher the entire kitchen. So I've, I know Meshkichim who are going to be up all night Sunday night, just koshering everything. Um, so it, it could take about 12 hours, blowtorching the, the equipment and making sure that everything is koshered. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a schedule that, you know, a lot of these restaurants know. They're used to it. Um, and it's worth it for them. I mean, you can imagine, they, they, you know, it's already is a niche market. It's already a small market. Right, right. Restaurants. Here are you now, a handful of restaurants. And, you know, it's, 
they're busy, but again, they have a clientele, especially in Manhattan, that's worth it for them. People from all over are coming. Yeah, it's 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 unreal. It's I I I remember my uncle Michael Atlas of Sydney, Australia. He had a hotel, uh, restaurant. Sorry, he had a restaurant <laughs> called Beaches. It was right. actually in your magazine. I know, I remember many years ago. Sure. Um, he's been closed down a long time already, um, and he's gone into catering with my cousin Cassie Atlas, who right. is getting married very soon. Um, so um, he, we were there for Australia the first in Australia for Pesach the first year he was open. Um, and he made it Koshla Pesach, his restaurant, and it was the biggest deal to have right. something open on Pesach in Australia. We hardly have kosher restaurants in Sydney, right. and now something was going to be open for Pesach. It was so exciting. I still find it exciting, even in New York. Cause yeah, just... again, something that, you know, you, you think of Pesach as just, you know, staying home and not being able to really, you know, enjoy and, and drive anywhere and See the sights and have you, oh my god! I remember growing up, matzo and cream cheese. I'm a, I was just going to say that's what I used to have, and you know, going to the ball game, I used to have and it gets soggy by the time Blech. you eat it. <laughs> I know, <Blech. laughs> you know, it was horrible. Yeah, it's really, it's really come really a long way. I mean, there's recipes online for matzo to make your own matzo bread. Actually, Noreen Galetz on Gomania uh, dot com has for the if you're listening still from Noreen's interview, you'll. Um, she actually has matzo rolls and matzo bagels on her website under her Pesach right. section, and they're really delicious. So, you know, it's it's okay to eat, you know, not eat the matzo bread. I mean, you know, If, if you eat matzo. it right away, it's delicious, but, yeah, if it's, yeah, it's, if it's yeah. in your bag for four hours. Oh, it's, it's gross. So, yeah. you know, you can make them and eat them, you know, fresh right away or, you know, take the matzo. I, you know what I found is really easy? I take a matzo and then a little cooler by Pesach cooler right. and put the cream cheese and tuna right. in there and spread it on right yeah. before you eat it because it's really gross otherwise. <laughs> but, yeah, it's we've, we've come a long way, and I find that the kosher supermarkets and the kosher products right. out there are so unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, the takeout and you, know, you no, really get everything. Not even the takeout. You can get Dougie's wing sauce. You oh, can yeah? Ma- make wings. Here's a quick and easy wing recipe. You clean up your wings from that you buy in your local kosher supermarket. Mine is, of course, Gomiglat. I season it with different spices, some cumin and some salt and some garlic powder and some uh, paprika and hot smoked paprika. Right, right. I roast that up for 400 degrees, like dry rub for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then I pour Dougie's wing sauce over and I cook it for another 20 minutes. It's so quick and easy yeah. because the Dougie's sauce just gives it that edge because we've got all these great ingredients, Worcestershire sauce for Pesach and soya sauce. They weren't available five years right. ago. I, I think it's the same thing with the kosher market. That's, you know, it's expanded. The, the palate of the consumer is more educated. They demand more. So just throughout the year, I think the ingredients and you have more options. And the same thing with Pesach now. It's just... It makes sense. Everything is now going more and more, you know, uh, whether it's um, you know, specific or you have anything that you want, that you can get it, it it's now available. So it's, it's a nice trend, a nice, you know, climb that we're going to where, you know, things that weren't available before are now available now. Like quinoa. Like how yeah. cool is that, right? Yeah, sushi. You have now sushi. You can, you know, for, for Pesach. Because you can use the quinoa, but you want to hear something cool? Yeah. You, I was talking before about ma, um, ma, um, cauliflower pizza. Right. So you know what you can do instead of making cauliflower pizza? You can take the, gra- the, the if you um, grind up the cauliflower and you squeeze it dry, you can put that inside kosher Pesach nori right. and make your sushi out of nori. Uh, you make you can make your sushi out of cauliflower. Wow. Where I'm going, they're having a sushi bar. Yeah. It's yeah. probably either quinoa or cauliflower. I don't know. Uh, well... We'll Again, to, I will find out. Yeah, you let me know. Okay, I'll take pictures. Yeah, I want, I want pictures sent to me from okay. your place. I'll send from, Facebook. I'll send on mine and I'll send, you know, you'll send me yours and right. we'll, we'll check out the food. Cause Pesach really, it's, it's about the freedom and the journey that we had and, and all the miracles that Hashem gave us. But it's become a lot about the food. Yeah, that's what it's always about. Cause we're Jews, right? <laughs> I know. Alam, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure, my pleasure. I, and yeah, definitely let's try to get together and please, if anyone is interested, magazine literally came out today go to buythemag.com b-u-y-t-h-e-m-a-g and uh, you'll get it before Pesach and when when will it be in Gomeglat? Uh, after Pesach yeah all the distribution that's why it's exciting if anyone wants to get it now this is the only way but otherwise it's going to be in Barnes & Noble and in all the gourmet supermarkets and Jewish bookstores after Pesach uh, have a little vacation you know just so that I can you know 
relax a little bit, and then boom. Hit the restaurants. That's it. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, we look forward to having you on very soon and talking just about restaurants and food again. Great. Thanks so much. Okay, take care. Chag Sameach. Chag All right. Thank you, Alain Kornblum, for joining us. How exciting is that? Wow. Okay, it's all about the food all the time on this show. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Abels and Hyman um, and Hodgolan. They have so many kosher Pesach products out there. Um, before the Seder, which is going to start about 8.30 at night, so you've got a good couple of hours beforehand, um, you know, 5 o'clock, you can actually serve some hot dogs and ketchup, um, mix together some kosher Pesach, mustard and honey, and make a honey dipping sauce for some hot dogs. Um, the Hodgolan has got some amazing... Um, Slice, very thinly sliced chicken and turkey if you want to go a little bit healthier. The pastrami is fabulous. You can make yapsik, pour some potato kugel over some pastrami, potato kugel batter. So potato kugel batter, pour it over pastrami, cook it for two hours. You'll have the most delicious pastrami potato kugel. You can throw that in the oven overnight for 200 degrees. Um, it will be delicious. All the recipes I spoke today about, we spoke a lot about recipes for Pesach, is on my website, theaussiegourmet.com. Um, so really, everyone, I think that's a wrap, right? It's our last show before we go on hiatus, uh, before our Pesach vacation. I just want to wish all our listeners a Chag Kasher for Pesach Sameach, Shabbat Shalom. Enjoy, hopefully, some beautiful weather. Chag Aviv will finally appear. Uh, and I uh, just want to thank our sponsors, uh, Abels and Hyman, for, um, and Hod Golan for sponsoring our show. And stay tuned now, listening to music, sponsored by our friends at Kedem, all the way up to Licht Benching. Shabbat Shalom. Chag Kasher for Pesach Sameach again. Take care. Have fun. <laughs>